0: Hello and welcome to Spinal Cord Injury Everything. This is our series of podcasts that we've been working on really just to provide people with some extra information to help them out in this time of concerns around the COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, we're here to talk to you today about taking care of your really important breathing equipment i'm colleen o'connell i'm a rehabilitation doctor at the stan cassidy center for rehabilitation in fredericton new brunswick
1: hi i'm beth moles i'm a respiratory ther- respiratory therapist i also work at the stan cassidy center for rehabilitation in fredericton new brunswick
0: so what we're going to do is i've got a couple of questions beth and i work together with both our patients who are admitted to our hospital as well as many of our patients uh, who are living with spinal cord injury and their families in the community. And there's been questions that our, our uh, patients have been asking us that we think are important in terms of information about how to take care of their breathing equipment, especially right now where COVID-19 does affect your breathing system a lot of people are wondering if there's anything special they need to do about their BiPAPs, their CPAPs, their cough assist machines, and any of their other equipment that they use to help with their airways and their breathing. So I'm going to start, I'm going to ask Beth, because I always go to Beth to help me out with these kinds of questions. So Beth, right now, if if one of my patients is using a BiPAP machine or a CPAP machine, is there anything special that they should be doing to make sure they keep their equipment nice and clean?
1: So I recommend that you would follow your normal cleaning and maintenance practice that are, that are commonly recommended to you by your manufacturer or from your healthcare provider or where you purchased your equipment or if it was supplied to from some other, um, through some other method. So normally you would um, wipe your equipment um, with the recommended solution or um, like with sometimes even with just a cloth. And uh, they would also have recommendations for how often you should change your filters. So you shouldn't need to change that process unless um, you notice that you, if you have more secretions and your filters may look soiled or your tubing appears to have more um, phlegm or mucus in it, then you might want to uh, change how often you clean your equipment. However, it it should be safe to follow the normal procedures.
0: So if, if I have someone, Beth, who's using a mask that has foam on it, can I use some of the cleaning
1: products on those foam masks? Uh, it, it is not recommended for the foam mask to be, um, to be gotten wet, so you shouldn't uh, get the foam part of the mask wet, but you can clean the plastic part of it using a damp cloth or uh, there's usually uh, directions with the mask that you can remove the foam and you can clean the rest of the mask separately and you can also get replacement foam for those masks.
0: But a lot of our patients are worried that because their equipment like their BiPAP, their CPAP or their cough assist machine generates aerosols, they're wondering if they should stop using their equipment to help prevent the risks of spreading the disease. Is that actually good information or should they keep using their equipment and take other kinds of precautions?
1: If you are at home and using you're using cough assist, you're using other aerosol generating procedures, you should continue with that. If you have caregivers that are providing the equipment uh, or the therapy for you, then they should take precautions like using a surgical mask or gloves. However, unless you are confirmed or suspect COVID, they don't need to wear an N95 mask or full PPE. You need to continue with your regular care, your secretion clearance, but not any more than necessary or that you normally would. And um, so, so you may need, if you were to get sick and have to go to a hospital, you may need to change some of that um, some of that process. You may have to use different equipment or you may have to change some of the tubing that you use to, um, that would provide the same therapy. However, it would decrease the aerosol generation of, of that therapy. So a
0: lot of our patients Beth have equipment that they've been using for years and years and it works well for them and they're just kind of into a routine. And now that we have a lot of shortage of breathing equipment in the country or we're worried about shortages, is there something that our patients should be doing proactively to make sure their equipment is, is in good working condition that they have access to parts?
1: You should make sure that your equipment is, um, is well maintained, that your batteries are fully charged, that um, you keep them clean, and also that you um, are, you keep track of what uh, therapies that you normally would use and that you have that recorded somewhere. If somebody uh, can attend or pass on to your healthcare providers, if you had to go to a hospital, they could pass on what your normal um, therapeutic requirements are. And we would recommend that even though you may not be able to use, depending on the situation, if you go to a hospital, you might not be able to use all of your equipment, you should still take it with you. Hospitals have some shortages of equipment and some hospitals don't keep a large number of devices such as cough assist. So it is always recommended that you keep your equipment with you or take your equipment with you at the hospital and that um, sometimes your home care providers can help provide that care to you in a hospital so just make sure you keep your equipment sort of assembled clean and um, that you have it charged ready to go if you end up in a hospital or in a waiting area you may not always have access to power supply so having battery backup is always a good idea Beth, are there any tools
0: like a checklist that people could have that would remind them of all those things that they should be taking care of with their equipment like is there a checklist that would have you know make sure your bat you have backup batteries that everything's in working order that you have your settings written down
1: you it is a good idea to to speak to your healthcare or home care provider and to ask them for your specific settings some people will know that themselves and remember it very well other times it's nice to have it written down so at, when you arrive at the hospital you can have the modes that you are on what type of breath uh, respiratory support you need how often you take your therapies lung volume recruitment cough assist and how how often you have those therapies and uh, the prescription that you would use at home so then it can be transferred over to your hospital care providers
0: so kind of like having a medical record that details all the details and information you need to know about that person's breathing
1: equipment and their therapy. We have provided you with some really useful links for managing and directing your care, useful and links that will help you for maintaining your equipment at home. So they'll be listed down below. And one useful link will give you a a method for preparing an emergency checklist for all of your equipment and therapies that you require. So
0: that, Is it important? I, I understand uh, that we should recommend for our patients if they do think that they have symptoms of COVID or that they feel that they're getting sick and might have to go to the hospital, that they should notify the emergency or the hospital ahead of time yes. that
1: they're using ventilation equipment already? That's correct. You should, is, if you have to call uh, 911 if you think you're going to require ambulance services, it's very important that you advise them ahead of time what type of therapies you are requiring and if you're using any aerosol-generated medical procedures. So that would be BiPAP, suction, um, aerosols, cough assist, bag and mask, lung volume recruitment. Any of those things that you use, you need to make them aware of beforehand. Okay. And Beth, just and one other
0: question about cleaning the equipment and I know, we're, you know a lot of us, we never really read the manuals that come with all of our equipment. So I would have no idea what the manual's recommendations yeah. are. Are there so many just guidelines about how often a mask should be cleaned and how often the tubing should be cleaned?
1: Each manufacturer can have very specific recommendations. Some some devices, they'll tell you to use a damp cloth and others will say not to use any damp material on them at all. Some of the foam, uh, foam filters that are used for devices like a cough assist or uh, some of the BiPAP machines, they have small Foam filters in them. Some of those devices, those filters, can be removed, cleaned, dried, and then replaced. Other devices, if you if you get those filters wet, then they're that they, you can't use them anymore. So there's so many different types of devices and manufacturers that you would really have to refer to either the manual or to the um, the health, your healthcare provider, and they can tell you which filters can be cleaned and in warm soapy water and which ones just need to be replaced so if there's
0: any doubt the best thing that they should do is call their respiratory therapist Mm -hmm. and get the details from them directly that's correct
1: okay yeah
0: that's good advice yeah (laughs) and thanks again everyone for joining us on our on our youtube channel and if you like these videos and want to see more and keep in touch with some helpful information. Please subscribe to Spinal Cord Injury Everything, and you can do that on the links below. Have a great day.